Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives and the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone, and happy Real Housewives of Atlanta premiere day. I am so excited for this season. It was also a pretty eventful week. Andy Cohen became a dad again to a baby girl named Lucy. And Luke from Summer House started a maple syrup business. Guys, has there ever been a more perfect product to be sold by someone on Bravo. Luke and maple syrup just go together perfectly. I really hope he's successful in this, truly. And speaking of Summer House, there has been a rumor online, I think it's Bravo and Cocktails that first reported it, that all the drama with the florist this past episode for Kyle and Amanda's wedding, the florist pulled out at the last minute, apparently that is fake and they're using this to get attention for the person who actually ends up doing the flowers for their wedding, who apparently is going to be a cast member on Winter house. Now, I have no idea if this is true. I usually tend not to believe a lot of these blind items or rumors, but part of me is like, why weren't Kyle and Amanda more freaked out? If And maybe, you know, everyone handles stress differently. But when I get in a situation like, you know, a florist pulling out of a wedding that's happening in a few weeks, I immediately spring into action. I let everyone I know that this, you know, this has happened. Who Does anyone know a florist? You know, how can we, I don't know. I, I would try and figure out how to solve the problem. And maybe because they were filming, they're like, okay, we'll deal with this on Monday when we're back in the city. But I don't know, they seem to kick a lot of cans down the road in general, and they don't deal with things at what I feel would be an appropriate timeline. For example, why did Kyle wait until a few weeks before the wedding to bring up the idea of having a prenup? Now, I think he definitely should have brought it up, but why not bring it up months before? I mean, it takes a while to draft those documents. And if you want to get your partner on the same page and you want their family to be on the same page, you know, lawyers have to get involved. It's not something that happens in just a couple weeks, usually. I don't know. I really hope that, you know, this week when we see their wedding, it's beautiful and they're happy and that on the reunion, you know, they're happy and everything. But what we saw this season was was really rough from them. What else was rough to watch was the season finale of Jersey. Now, Taria and I chat about this a bit, but oh my gosh, it was just, it was almost like the season fell off a cliff. Like it wasn't done, but it just kind of got the rug pulled out from under it. And maybe that's because I'm not used to seeing a finale when they're on a trip. Usually they they head back and there's a person who has an event and it kind of wraps up in a more organic way. But to have it wrap up with Louie getting upset and walking away, just, I don't know. I don't know. 
It'll be interesting to see him at the reunion. Margaret said on Watch What Happens Live this week that he really spoke well for himself at the reunion, and maybe it changed her mind a little bit about him. I still think he's pretty controlling and definitely has anger issues, but I don't know if his issues are worse than Joe Judice. And it seems like Teresa is enamored with him. And maybe she is. Maybe she's covering for him. I don't know. But she's used to being treated so horribly by men that by <laughs> compared to how her marriage was, maybe this is all rainbows and butterflies. I I have no idea. Um. Okay, guys, got to talk about the Real Housewives of the OC reunion part two. Tari and I spent a lot of time talking about Noella, but what we did not talk about is something that came up on Heather's podcast that I only heard about very recently. So apparently, Noella, when she went to film at Heather's house, she drove herself, which is unusual because usually they have a car service bring them. And Heather was like, oh, like, do you, why did you drive yourself? And Noella said, oh, it's because the car service backed out or they canceled or something like that. And there's like, well, while you're waiting, would you like a glass of champagne? Can I get you water? Can I get you, you know, wh- what would you like? And Noella said, oh, nothing, whatever. And, you know, she asked her again at one point, you know, would you like champagne? And Noella declined, said, oh, no, I'm driving. And Heather's like, oh, okay. And later, apparently, Noella accused Heather of trying to get her drunk so that she would get a DUI and told all the other cast members this. And it was brought up at the reunion and it was cut out. And I feel like there's a lot of this like stuff that wasn't on camera or that wasn't part of the season that got cut out during the reunion because, I don't know, do they not want to break the fourth wall? I have have no idea what it is, but I feel like there is a lot of stuff that Noella did that made her castmates uh, not trust her, resent her, uh, visibly angry at her, and we didn't get to see a lot of them explaining it during the reunion. And I would have liked to know more of that. I don't want to have to listen to people's podcasts to figure out what Noelle did and piece the, you know, put the pieces together. Um, the other thing I felt like they didn't spend enough time on was Gina's comment that shit happens in response to Noella's dad dying. I just feel like it's one of the most horrific things you can say about the death of any close family member. And I don't know why Gina wasn't taken to task for it. And if she was, why didn't they show it on the reunion? And we had a whole segment about Dr. Jen and her husband and that relationship, which I'm like not even invested in. I would rather know more about the women and their relationships with one another than their own personal storylines in the reunion, if that makes any sense. All right, guys, we've got a great episode today. Taria Faison joins me from the What Else is Going On podcast. We chat everything. Atlanta, Jersey, OC, Summer House. Now, a quick disclaimer, I feel like when I listened back and heard myself talking about my feelings about one of Louis's exes, it sounds, 
I don't know, like I'm not siding with the the person who is accusing him of abuse. And I don't want it to come across that way at all. Uh, I hope you guys take a listen, you know, give me a little grace with my thoughts that I was getting out in my conversation with Taria. But overall, just like, I get a really bad vibe from one of Louis's exes. And that does not discount the fact that he may have done some terrible things to her. It's not doesn't mean that I don't believe her. It's just bad vibes. I don't know. Do you guys ever get like bad vibes like through either someone's Instagram page or listening to them on a podcast or watching them on Housewives? Like certain people just give me, I don't know, like the back of the hairs in the back of my neck stand up and yeah. We, we go into to detail about that. As always, if you guys like the podcast, please go ahead, give it a five-star rating, leave a kind review. If you have any constructive criticism, you can reach out to me at Mandy Slutsker on Instagram or Twitter. I love hearing from all of you. I hope you have a wonderful week and a happy Real Housewives of Atlanta premiere day. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I am here with my friend, Taria Faison from the What Else is Going On podcast. I love having her on. Taria, how are you doing? I'm good. I love coming on. I always say it. We met because of your podcast. Oh, listener, still am. So I'm great. How are you? You're so funny. You're the first DM I ever responded to. What? You didn't tell me that. Yeah, I didn't know how to check DMs. I was really new into Instagram, and I didn't like understand the the app, like what was what was capable of and I looked and it like said it you know I had and you're like oh I've been listening for a while and I was like oh my god someone (laughs) listens to my podcast (laughs) because like back then I also wasn't on anchor so I couldn't even see how many people listened I had no idea you know I was an avid listener and I was in Target when you DM'd me back and I stopped and read it and then I I responded like (laughs) like oh my gosh like she was and I read it in your voice because I knew your voice that's so funny. That was a couple years ago, right? Yep. And now we're fast friends. Fast friends. Uh, you're one of the smartest people I know. Aww. I love talking to you. You're brilliant. Um, even when I don't agree with you, it just, and not even about housewife stuff, like about like real life stuff, people. It's like you have, people can present information in a way where you know, they know what they're talking about versus people who present what they've heard on a show. So like, sometimes I'll say, oh, well, I saw on the show, such and such and such and such, like on Good Morning America, but it's better to do your own research, which is what my dad taught me. So I know that you've done your research when you present (laughs) something to me. So if I was going to try to refute you, it would take hours of study only to probably find out you were right about that. And I'm not wasting (laughs) my time. I'm just going to say, okay. 
<laughs> Usually it's like health or like science things. I've not. Oh yeah. So you guys, if you did not watch, I don't know if Niamati still has it saved, but that African butterfly, you and the Mindy Project. What is her name? She's so sweet. Oh my God. I, it starts with an S, I think. Yes, it does start with an S. Well, she's so sweet. You guys did Niamati's live. And I learned so much. I still have to watch the documentary. But I I was like, okay, I'm going to tune in. um, Let Mandy see me. And I'll go back and forth between her and the TV. No, I was literally standing up the entire time at my island watching you guys. I ate dinner watching y'all. Like. Aw, it was, yeah, the documentary is Bending the Arc, and it's the story of the founding of Partners in Health, which is a medical public health organization that operates in the U.S. and around the world, but it really started in central Haiti. And um, yeah, it's a fabulous, fabulous documentary. Yeah, and you got so excited about it. And I was like, well, I like... The way you present information made me more interested in science because before I was like, I mean, uh, I don't know what all this stuff is, but but, you know, the way you present it and share your own stories. Well, I know know one of the people who's in featured in the documentary and I was able to bring him to New York to speak at the United Nations. And his story is just absolutely incredible. So He's from Peru. His name is Maquieres. And you all should watch Bending the Arc. Well, enough highbrow stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to (laughs) bend. Let's get into the Real Housewives of Atlanta taglines. Oh, my God. Are these the best taglines we've had in years? The only one, the only one that gets like a little, eh, for me, the only one is Drew's. Like it was funny, like I get it, but it was just it was just kind of like, oh, that's cute. But everyone else's and their deliveries, I was like, okay, wow. Their delivery is so good. I'm gonna read them off. I, I also them. sound weird reading them because um, like especially candies, because I don't talk like how she because <laughs> it's like I ain't never skipped a beat or a bag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Candy's just so great. Drew's, yeah. it's like, I keep you on the edges of your seat. Yeah, and I'm like, is that a play to that wig that she has? Yeah. like edges in general and all of that. It's like, okay. I'm kind of over Drew, but I'm kind of excited. I hope people tear her apart this season because she's and, annoying as hell. Or I And I hope that like when they show her throwing that that bone at Sheree and that fighting, I honestly think that's the real Drew. And she wants to present a different type of like, I'm a lady and I'm all about uplifting. And I think Drew is probably hood, and so, but she's trying to hide it. I want to see it. I want somebody to bring it out of her. That damn husband of hers. <laughs> I, can't, I can't take her seriously because of it. Like, I don't normally want to judge people based on their relationship sometimes but like I don't know it's like you chose that partner and he continues to show you who he is and you pretend like it's something different or you know you present it to everyone else and it's like don't do that don't like people will relate to you if you just are who you are you know like no one's marriage is perfect that's okay you don't need to present like he's this amazing husband he's clearly not you know right 
Um, okay, we've got Marlo. I, this is my favorite. I always have the juice, but now I got the peach. And the way she says peach, I was peach. like, okay, Marlo. I am ready for Marlo. Kenya, <laughs> this is great. You're always living in the moment when you are the moment. I like that too. And normally I'm not a Kenya fan, but there's something about Kenya recently that, yeah. Do you think that we're going to have more Kenya fans this season because yeah. of Ultimate Girls Trip? Yes, I do. And it's funny because I thought on Ultimate Girls Trip, she was exactly who she's been on the show. She was just nicer about, I, I think she did a lot of manipulations on Girl Trips, girl, Ultimate Girls Trip based on what she said, but she said it really sweet. So I was like, oh, are people not picking up on it? Like how she just threw Cynthia under the bus to these women. So now they have their own presumed opinion about her. Melissa even said it in a van ride. I was like, oh, Kenya, I got you. You know what you're doing. But I feel like because of that, people will like her. And because people watched Portia's show and didn't realize Portia was like that. Now they're like, oh, it's Portia all along and not Kenya. Mm-hmm. So I think then you've got Sheree is my other favorite. Spring, summer, or September, I'm the one you always remember. I mean, it's so good, that yeah, jogger's so joke, far. you know, and yeah. it's showing that she's in on it a little bit, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I am excited to see a fashion show with some fashions this with season. some fashions, yeah. <laughs> Carlos King is there. Oh, my gosh, yes. He's so great at interviewing the housewives. Yeah, I love hearing him, yeah. He's really great at getting things out of them because he knows all the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yep. And And so he's a really fantastic interviewer. Um, On that, I don't think Monique knows what she's in for, for love and marriage. DMV, her fans, I don't think they know what they're in for. That's a whole love and marriage is a whole different animal. And Carlos is good. And I wouldn't be surprised if something happened, but I'm t- he is good. We will. We'll see. I might actually watch that to see. I've never watched love and marriage, um, but Huntsville, oh my God, it's so good. Well, I would watch it, especially if it's DMV, because that's mm-hmm. the area that I live in and you live in. It's interesting to me to watch yeah. something that's like, that's why I like Potomac. Even yes, if Potomac yes. wasn't as good as it is, I would still like it because I know yeah. a lot of the places that they film, but it's fantastic. Actually, I keep running into people who are Housewives fans. And when I'm like, well, what's your favorite franchise? Everyone in the D.C. area seems to say Potomac. Like people Good, love say. it. OK. And also people who've recently started to watch Housewives. I have a colleague who was telling me that she um, binged Potomac from the beginning and is like she's like, they're so funny. They're so hilarious. She just loves them. After my father-in-law died, she binged Potomac. It's what you got to do. Housewives yeah, is the only appropriate yeah. response to grief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I did. Um, and then there's, uh, is it Sonia? Sonia? It's, I thought it was, I can't remember, Sanya. That's no, how it's spelled. Sonia Richards. It's Sonia. Because I used to watch her reality show. And she says, I may be a rookie, but this isn't my first race. And she's an yeah. Olympic track star. Mm-hmm. So Her dad was her coach. And her, she had a reality show, me and Corey watched. And it was funny because I was going to reach out to her to be on my 
other podcast that I had because her story and like her family. So when I saw she was going to be on, I was like, oh, she's not shy. Oh, I'm excited to see her. I also love watching athletes, like female athletes on these shows. I think Marina is uh, like, or Martina, sorry, on Miami is, it's fascinating to see her. She's lived such a life, you know, of her being the top tennis star for so many years. Like, and she has so many stories to tell, but yet is somehow still relatable a little. Like, like she doesn't She's put herself relatable. above these women, whereas some may, she doesn't put herself above them. She's like, she's somebody I would honestly go to dinner with Martina and just talk about her stories. Fascinating. You know, she played tennis with Princess Diana. Yes, yes. She talked about that on Watch What Happens Live. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. I mean, she was... Such a big deal. And I love when Andy gets really excited about someone being on Watch What Happens Live or being part of the Housewives. When he when he said, like, Martina is a wife of a housewife, he got yes. so excited and I loved it. I loved it. I would like to know her story because sometimes you find out that people who are great, and it may not just be sports, but for me, the stories that I've heard, like I think of Caitlyn Jenner mm-hmm. and I watched the documentary that she did, who was it with? Was it Oprah or was it Barbara? It was years ago and it had come out that she was transitioning. And when you see her old body and the, like a perfect specimen and how they won and they talked because they were trying to outrun their demons and not of not, of not trying to face that she wanted to be a woman. So she, she took all the emotions that she had and said, I can be happy. I'll just put this into my sport and they dominate it. Right. So then I think of a Martina and I would like to know if like, were you always out or were you hiding some of that? And did you put some of that energy into tennis, you know, and and it just kept you great. I, I will never forget that story Caitlin told because it really made me when people are struggling with things and then you see them excel in a certain area and you just attribute it to, Oh, you're great. Oh, she literally said I was, she said I was out running what I thought was demons that I didn't want to face. And so yeah. they just put all that. So I would love to talk to uh, Martina, but Atlanta, Sonia is, is so uh, her family is funny. I don't know if they're going to show like all of that. Cause she had her whole family working with her. So when when they showed the trailer and she was arguing with someone and she was like, she's not my friend. And then she went into talking. I don't know if it was like, like her accent. Came like out. Jamaican accent. Yeah. Yeah. And all I could think of was if she's talking about Drew and if Drew is running her mouth. I know it's between Sonia and Drew, but watching Sonia's reality show, her family, her cousins, her girl, they are all, they were all like, so I was like, oh God, like, this is going to be so good. I can't wait. Yeah. Everyone needs a villain. And I'm, I'm actually hoping Drew is the villain and not Kenya. Or are they going to make it candy? Cause candy said, everybody's coming after her this season. Hmm. It'd be nice to see candy in a role other than just being friends with everyone. Yes. And Marlo, it's going to be interesting if what, they're reporting that Marlo said is true. Now, Candy has forgiven her. Wait, what did Marlo that. say? What's being reported? Allegedly. Allegedly that she called Blaze a test tube baby. 
Is that a bad thing? His youngest daughter. To some people, okay. Consider like you're, but you're being real, like because you used it as an insult, like that's disrespect. Like so, if somebody was struggling, oh, like with, IVF is a bad thing or something. Like yes, you could like, do it. Was a okay. Yes, like candy's oh. like, and that's why your babies. It's and it's like I feel like most, not most, but many babies I know are from IVF. So it's right, like, right. I'm right. like, oh yeah, you know, and it go in a tube, and then it gets in, implanted in the uterus, and then it's born. Like, right. it's like who cares? <laughs> I, I I wonder what that's going to come off. I would be interested because I would also be interested to see if Marlo said it versus if a Candace said it. Because Marlo has said some really, like when she told Kenya, no wonder your own mama don't want you. And people just let that roll off. When she used that gay slur, people let that roll off. Oh, I think she says some of the meanest shit ever. Mm-hmm. But I also think it is because she has her own problems. Like people who... Yeah say such mean things it's also unusual i think for someone to say something like that who also never conceived and gave birth naturally either like so why would you be the one judging how someone else has a child yeah so but and then i'm trying to look at it like okay well if, if candy can forgive her she said that they were in a good place but she started out by saying like the different interviews me and marla marla went low 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 and i was like oh I'm also interested with the behind the scenes stuff um, with the network and like with Nini. Marlo did not pose in the new picture the woman took. She actually posted the old picture. I think she's afraid of the I think she wants the network to like her, all that stuff. The Nini stuff is so sad to me because it's if there are real problems of race issues with the network and with the production company, I feel like she makes a mockery of it because I I don't know, like she's saying things without, it's all about her. She has, she's such a narcissist. She has to center herself. How has it impacted all of the women? That's my issue. And I I had, I was telling someone the other day, they were upset because people weren't like agreeing with Nini and they were white and they, they had valid points. And I said this to them. I said, listen, I've seen the comments everywhere, black, black Twitter, black Reddit all over. And it's pretty much the same consensus of, I believe every single thing Nini says in her lawsuit, hands down 100%. I do believe the Atlanta girls, I believe the black cast are treated very differently than the white cast and it's the black cast that was making that that was top for so many years um which is why they were paid so much cuz they were producing but i am tired of being dog whistled not only by white people but then also by somebody who looks like me and you say a year or two ago i want y'all to boycott bravo black folks bravo does this to us they do this to us i believe you then Time goes by. We don't hear you say another thing about a lawsuit. Then you're coming out saying you'd be willing to go back if a conversation with Andy was had. Andy says, I'm going to do what Lanethia said I should do about her. And I'm going to keep her name out of my mouth. Now, you know, there's not a chance for you to come back. So now you're calling us again to rally around you when we have to deal with these things at work and everyday life. So every time we see it, it expends energy from us. And now you want us to rally behind you. Again, I believe everything you're saying is true, but you want us to stand tall and boycott Bravo and call Bravo out for their shenanigans against 
black people for you, not for all the black women on the network for you. Candy. I always think about candy, even though she was never my favorite. She was my favorite, like one of my favorite artists to listen to. And I loved her pre housewives, which is funny. Right. But candy made changes at the network. She went to the network and said, you don't have any African, any black production companies that you approve when they've submitted for jobs. So one of her demands was that you approve one and they approved the company of a producer that used to work on New Jersey, Dorothy, Dorothy Tand, Dorothy Trant, Dorothy uh, something. So that's moving the needle forward for us. Us standing behind you, you while you're upset because you can't get back on the network. It's not about everybody else. It's just not. So while I hope that she wins, I hope that she gets stuff. I hope that she gets everything that she deserves. I hope it works out for her. I can't expend that energy because you've done this before and it has gone nowhere. And again, I believe her. I believe everything she said that I, I saw a comment on a Twitter thread that said, um, Atlanta women get paid the most Jersey women don't. And someone said, well, the two aren't comparable. Look, look how long Atlanta held the highest ratings and there's racism amongst every income. I look at the black athletes they're some of the highest paid. But when it came to Black Lives Matter and kneeling for those games, the people that were cutting them checks were like, nope, run the run the ball. That's yeah. all I want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's what reading those comments. So I posted the question yesterday. I wanted to know what people thought. And Ray Sani had such good points. It's like a lot of us like, girl, we believe you. But it's not really about it's a it's a Kanye West. The, oh God, he's definitely not someone you want to compare someone to. Um the one thing I didn't agree with was when she said uh, the Atlanta cast gets the worst cast trips because they went to Greece recently and and Jersey goes down to the Jersey Shore every, every year. year. Now, is that Teresa's off parole, right? Because I know in the beginning it was because she couldn't. She's off parole. I don't think okay, they're yeah. putting a whole lot of budget into cast trips for Jersey. Um, wow. And Atlanta has had some pretty nice ones. So I feel like that was, you know, I think everyone likes to compare ratings. to, I, I don't know. It's also, what do we want to see, you yeah. know? And I think it's yeah. really fun to see the Atlanta women travel. I don't know if it would be as fun to see the Jersey women travel because I feel like they're not as the so sounds so terrible, like cultured or like able to go anywhere outside Italy. And so, you know, watching the Atlanta women go to South Africa, watching them go to Greece is like fascinating. We love seeing the Beverly Hills women go to Dubai and, you know, have that like fancy stuff. But yeah. Do you think it's because the network's afraid they won't get back? <laughs> like what happened when they went to Italy oh, with the Mandos? Yeah. I maybe. Want, I want the footages as Carly. What is, who said it? Carly B or somebody? Release the footages. Like, <laughs> imagine if they had footage. Like, how Chris, was it Chris that just released that photo of them when they were when arrested? They were, yeah. The brawl. I can, I get chills thinking about that. Like, all of them brought, like, oh my well, God. Let's get into Jersey. So, we had the, the finale. What? I didn't see the reunion. It's the reunion never happened. Okay, so that okay, I thought <laughs> Thank God. I missed the last I didn't episode. see the reunion either. Okay. Thank God. I was never I was like I was supposed to watch 
three. So it's the la- it's the last episode of the season. I didn't see. I saw the one before that. Oh, okay. so <laughs> it basically they're in Nashville. They go on one of those like bicycle beer things. Yeah, you know, they're all that. riding, and they yeah. stop at a hot chicken place. And Joe Gorga gets a bunch of the guys to have a hot chicken contest, and they all later either end up vomiting or having what I affectionately call fireia. Because <laughs> how it goes in is how it comes how out. How it goes in is how it goes out. But the real—I don't know—not like nothing really seemed to happen except for you know Margaret did bring up to the women, hey. Like, no one really stood up for me except for Jackie when Teresa fat shamed me. No one was like, hey, Teresa, that's not okay. And she basically told all of them that are friends with her, you lower your standards for her because, oh, Teresa doesn't know how to apologize or Teresa, you know, all that stuff. And then when Teresa did try and have a conversation with Margaret, she did it on her terms when she was ready. And Margaret was like, no, we're not doing this here and now. We're going to do it at a time where we're both ready. And so Margaret, um, I can understand why Teresa's upset with Margaret, but Margaret's also the only one that doesn't cave to her or cater to her. And that's my thing. Jackie used to not either. And I think I think the comments got to Jackie, the viewers all of that. And just like the women lower their standards for Teresa, but kind of hold Margaret higher, fans do too. I've heard fans say, oh, Margaret is smarter than that. Margaret knows not to bring this up. It's like they're making a show. So just like you didn't mind it on, and I always say this, Salt Lake City, but like you can't say it's a rumor. It's not on the show. Mm, We've been doing that in all the franchises for years. It's Teresa. And that's why people are saying that. So, and someone said it, this, 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 um, they wouldn't have a season. It wasn't, if it wasn't for Teresa and Margaret, because Mm -hmm. the only reason that it's even a little interesting is because Margaret's bringing up the rumors that are out there about Teresa. I'm sorry. And I may be called Teresa packing her boxes to move. Oh, okay. Like, because for me, life happens to everybody. People lose their parents. People go to jail. Now, I do understand how she lost time with um, her mom because of what Joe did. I can definitely understand that. But it's like she's not a martyr. You know, I think it's we got to know her family and we got to know her parents, whereas with a lot of the other housewives, we don't know them, you know. So I think people feel, you know, and and she lost both her parents in such a short period of time. I get that. But it's like. They, they use that to exempt her from her bad behavior. No. That's, yeah. That what, doesn't exempt her from bad behavior. What I think the real issue is with people being upset with Margaret or with Teresa being upset with Margaret should be that Margaret brought this up not as a concerned friend, but right. as gossiping about right. what was Let's on, which that. is fine, but yeah. don't Let's pretend that it. you were concerned because if you were truly concerned, it would have been done differently, Right. Yeah. yeah. Just say that. Just say uh, or just say it's out there. I'm concerned that you're marrying this person, but I'm going to talk about like two things can be true. They weren't engaged, though. So the other thing that happened in the finale is Louis asked Joe Gorga for Teresa's hand in marriage because he said, you know, her dad's not here. 
their very old school, quote unquote, and their ideas of basically needing a man to uh, <laughs> like bless the the engagement or something. I have no idea. And he and Joe says, okay, well, I've never questioned you up until now. But now that you're talking about marriage, like right, what's up with these allegations? And Louis basically said, and I don't know if they cut things, but he said that, you know, he has made mistakes in prior relationships that he agrees were toxic, and he takes ownership for those mistakes, but he denies being abusive. And um, I think he talks a bit more on the reunion, and Margaret does say that she was impressed with what Louis said at the reunion. So. Wow, that's that I think does say something. Listen, I'm not going to say I know what he's right. done or whatever. I will say, I hope this doesn't seem like victim shaming or blaming, but there's something that feels off to me about mm. one of his exes. Hmm. Okay. And, and that doesn't mean that things didn't happen to her. Right. It just means I don't trust her. Her intentions. With I, it's him. not the intentions. It's that she says she's a therapist, but she spends all of her time talking about her own experience. And I remember. Um, no, just I, when I hear her in interviews, <clears throat> I didn't have this thought until I heard her on Ryan Bailey's podcast. Okay. And she says she's an expert in narcissistic abuse because she's a therapist and okay. she's experienced narcissistic abuse. And I remember my mom, who was a social worker, telling me that some people go into social work and psychology to better understand their own experiences mm. and not necessarily as a service profession to, to support others. And there's like this line where, yes, you can use it to better understand your life, but you can't insert yourself into the relationship with the patient. Like it's, and, and it's that, about them. It's not about you. So is that what she does? I, I'm, it, how she talks is she, I wouldn't be comfortable seeing someone who okay. is only talking about their own experience. I don't know. It just – it like – some of the stuff she said, just like, just and this doesn't awful. mean that she was not abused by Louie, but none right, of the like, examples, she didn't give like specific examples of things he did. It was all about, this is what narcissists do. This is what, and it's like, right. well, what specifically did, he do? did right. he do? Is she the one that ran the miles and the dress? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Because I, I remember when she was in all these clubhouse rooms and it was like, I, my whole thing. Yeah, that that also is a red flag to me. Like you're trying to share and I get people want to share their stories, but it seems like she only wanted to share it once Louis became known on was going to be on the show. Do you think it's because like for me if I went through a divorce with a man that no one knew that I might not be inclined like and he if I I don't know what she, what's true and what isn't, but if I went through something horrendous with an ex and then he didn't just go away, disappear, move to another part. Like I see him with this woman who appears to be very 
not the brightest. <laughs> is he going to do that to her? Like, are you truly concerned? And that's why you're sharing your I, experience because I can see that yeah. if that is the case, but. But then why not reach out to cast members, her friends, her directly? Like why do it only publicly? It just, I don't know. Something just feels off to me about her behavior. I know him lying about that video was a big red flag for me because we know what he was doing in that video. And someone looked up the retreat and people were saying, it's good that he went to a retreat to better himself. If my husband had to go to a retreat where men get naked and fight each other to get their aggression out so that they don't go home and fight their significant others, that's a problem. Like people need to know that. Like, so you can't manage your anger without hitting. So you need to go away to a retreat Wait, has, and scream. has he been accused of hitting? See, and that that's what that's what I was wondering. Like, why why would you go there if you had never done that? Is it you go there to maybe you wouldn't hit your spouse? But because in my mind, if the if the retreat is for you to go there to get your aggression out so that you don't hit your spouse oh, that's, when you're at home. That's scary as hell. That's and that was my thing. I'm like, if if that is what that is, that is a concern. Now, maybe he wouldn't hit his spouse, but maybe he's a yeller. Right. Maybe he's a screamer. Maybe he's a right. Maybe he went there to do that. But because he never addressed it and was never truthful about it, he lied about it and said, oh, you know, I was going. That's what's me is like, mm mm. I don't think he's like a stand-up guy. I definitely, there's like the red flags about how he doesn't, he seems to like separate people he's with from their friends. Like that is a mark of an abuser for sure. I'm not saying that it's not there. I'm just saying that this woman doesn't give like a clear account from what I've seen on exactly what is has transpired between them. But all she does is talk about like, narcissistic abuse in more general terms, general terms and then is only talking about herself all the time and not about like work with clients. So why did you choose this profession if it's not about supporting people? I don't know. It's all, it all goes back to her and her experience. And if you always insert your experience, like for example, if I had an eating disorder and I was Mm -hmm. a therapist, and Jackie was my client, if I was constantly referring to my experience Mm -hmm. always in therapy, that's inappropriate. Right. I just want to, you know, if she does that, like if any of her clients would come out and say, yes, she does it or no, she doesn't do it because maybe she's doing it because these interviews are about her. So maybe because the interview, like if she, when she's on Ryan Bailey's podcast, I'm coming on to tell you about me. So I'm going to tell you, all about my experiences. However, like you said, it needs to be like, he did this to me. He did that to me. He has all the signs of a narcissistic abuser because he did one, two, three, four, five. Right. Not like giving us the meaning of it. I see what you mean because people get away with, people get away with putting out a perception of a person based on how they word stuff. So I could say, yes, Mandy, Uh, was talking all about herself when we went out and she didn't let me speak. And she talked about her dad and her dog. And, you know, the signs. (laughs) Sounds like me. (laughs) 
but that's in a good way because I am Sassy's uh, aunt, just to let you know. Corey's her uncle, for those of you listening. But but if you were to do that and I was mad at you about something else, so I threw that out there and then right behind it said, and you know, the signs of a narcissistic person are and made it seem like those two things correlate, but never said what you did to me. So I see what you're saying. I don't like that either because this is too serious to kind of like play with. I know. I also went to her Instagram and her entire personality appears to be talking about narcissistic abuse. Also, I'm not entirely sure why narcissistic abuse is just different than abuse. Is it an abuse by someone who has diagnosed narcissistic personality disorder? Or is it like there's just so much that feels not like it's all I don't know. It's almost like she's made this whole identity. And it's just I don't know. It gives me like Remember I told you sometimes I kind of get like uh like the heebie-jeebies or like yeah. like hair raised yeah. on my neck with certain people. And I think those are signs. I get that from her when I hear okay. her talk or when I look at her social media. Now this and I know listeners like I if she says she was abused like I believe her. I do. I do. I just Sort of like with Nini. Yeah. You can believe that but also know oh but this is for your own gain and not for the gain of the greater good. So totally. it could be the same thing. Like that is for, because, because is she the one that was at the party and that was like, has now been showing up in pictures? I don't know, but I think she's definitely trying to insert herself in the show in a way that. That's, yeah. And see that. I think she's reaching out to these like Bravo, but it's not like she's coming out just with her own story, even in the, it, like I did a little bit of a deep dive into when she was running across in the in the wedding dress yeah. and she didn't really make or maybe the articles were written poorly but about like what is narcissistic abuse what are you you're raising awareness are you raising funds like where are the funds going are they going to like you know a hotline for victims of domestic violence are they going to you know okay. are you are you raising awareness for signs of abuse like you know like what exactly are you you doing right but okay without but you're talking about it but sort of making it personal but not quite but making it make it just personal enough to have this story you know what I mean come out about Louie but we're still not knowing exactly what was like Joe Joe DDJ we know what he did Right. So if, mm-hmm. if, if Teresa was to say he was narcissistic, he was this, we saw it. So we can say, oh, yeah, but we only have this woman's story to go on, which, like you said, I'm with you, believe. But what has he done? I know. And maybe I haven't done enough like deep dives into the well, like, court would be documents though. or anything like that. But um, OK, I should probably stop talking about this. I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people. I don't know. It just like, it can't and, help when yeah, I get when, yeah. Creepy signs or not creepy, just like uncomfortable, like certain people make me feel that way. And and we're not saying again that she's not to be believed because I believe people totally. too. I, like you are Jewish. I am black. So we both experienced. I've experienced racism. You've experienced anti-Semitism. We're both women. So we've experienced misogyny. What we choose to do with that experience, whether we don't talk about it whether we block it from our minds, whether we share it with others as a story to say, hey, this is what's happening and it's not allowed. Things can happen to you and what you choose to do with those things. It is like an intent versus impact. Like my intent is to talk about the racism that I've faced in present day to show people, hey, this still happens. 
you talking about anti-Semitism, but you're not doing it to gain, like, you know, like you're not doing it to, you're not reaching out to all the Jewish housewives and trying to insert yourself because that's what it seems like on a, on a show to become maybe relevant. Yeah. And that's what so I get. There's it. something get that weirds me out about it. Um, yeah. I did want to touch on the real housewives of the OC. Briefly. Oh, I man, I can't because let me tell you something. Just the simple sound of her vo- like, please don't make me say it, Mandy. Oh my God. I'm shaking. Please don't make me say what I want to say about Noella. When she did that on the reunion last night, please don't make me say it, Heather. She makes me want to wrap my fingers around those locks and shake some sense into her. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> How do you really feel? <laughs> because, do you feel like she was playing a part? Yes. Okay. And it, it, so it's funny because I was... Watch. People don't like Heather. Understandable. People don't like. We all have our housewives. We get feelings about that's that's just life. Right. Even characters on scripted TV shows. What got me was that she kept presenting this thing of everyone bows and her confessionals. Everyone bows down to Heather and everyone kisses her butt. But I am going to give it to her. But Heather wasn't coming after you. So it's not like Heather came on this show and the first time she sees you, she came after you. I think she decided, oh, people don't like Heather. Okay, so I'm going to go in this way. She was so rehearsed. And I'm sorry, in no way, shape or form do I like Emily Simpson at all. However, I, when she said, you always talk about your divorce, I was with her. I would have had enough. Enough. Like, enough. We're talking about Jen right now. It's not like we're just sitting around talking and you brought up the divorce. And I told you enough, we're talking about Jen and what Jen's going through. And you somehow made it about you again. I think Noella talks in circles. And I think when she asked Andy about the sex toy company, how did you find out? You posted it on social media. Let's not act like, come on. Like, you know, he like, I don't know. She's, she's to me, she uses being biracial and being black. When she told Heather, I'm a biracial, I'm a, a, a bisexual, biracial, liberal, liberal who lives in Orange County, from Orange County. <laughs> County who t- don't tell me I'm inappropriate. And I saw people doing whole thesis statements, but that's not what Heather said. Heather said your gift was inappropriate. And then to go further and say, Heather, um, you knew what the card said. Why didn't you stop her? See, those are the kind of mind games that she plays. And I'm like, and people fall into it, I feel like, because they don't like Heather. And by the way, Heather's use of the word was correct, per Merriam-Webster. Now, Mm -hmm. if we think it was strong, that's one thing. But I I just don't like the way that she, that I don't like the way she seems to, have studied housewives for years, which she says she's watched and has taken a culmination of housewives and decided to become that on this show. I was listening to Heather's podcast. I don't know if she's telling the truth or not, but Heather said that they were doing a scene in Aspen and it was, the uh, she had free, uh, what's her name? Uh, Noella had freaked out 
Then after it was over, she turns the, to Jen as soon as they yelled cut and said, the audience is going to like that, right? What? Yes. And then um, Heather said, if you notice, Noella never wanted to do things together. She had to go to the river and cry. She couldn't come with us. She said, if you notice the dance party or something that they had, like towards the end at Aspen, uh, Noella was nowhere around. She said she was sitting in the corner with the producers. Yeah, I think she just wants to be a housewife. I do think she brings something, though, and I am interested in seeing her next season. I wish, I'm like, can she recalibrate and just be more authentic in herself? And will that be interesting? Or is she going to continue being like a housewife bot? Because to me, if you're going to lie, it's it's more funny and fun to me when they lie about something they have or something. And then like... Throughout the season, you find out, girl, wait a minute. You're not really like taking a bath in milk because you have so much money. And then, you know, but to me, when you're lying about another intentionally, that's where I get turned off because I like drama. But can we be have truthful drama? For instance, people don't like Candace. They think she's harsh. She doesn't lie about things that she said, whereas Noella, you, you when she met with Heather, you said in your confessionals quite a lot. And then when you got in Heather's face, it was, I'm so sorry. I I didn't say it. They show it. I'm so sorry. I was just going through a hard time. Nothing that you said in your confessional did you say to her face. And we know that confessionals are recorded after. So when I went back and watched some old episodes, you have these little sound bites and clips about Heather in your confessionals. But you're not really saying them to her face. And the whole karma thing, I'm sorry. Heather was throwing it back to her. Yeah, it did feel harsh, but, you know, she was throwing but, it back. Right. She, she was throwing it back. I just I just wish she would just be, I guess, who she is. But then is that who she is? Yeah, I think she doesn't know who she is. So she just takes on. Even the whole I, I, I had no idea our marriage was in trouble. I was filed um, and he filed for divorce. Girl, there are legal documents because I saw them that you filed for legal separation first. That's so, so like, crazy. That's so and, and crazy. That's I mean, like to lie about yeah. that. Like, she also I, I, lied about the Terry Dubrow lawsuit and there being a settlement. And granted, she says, oh, this is maybe this is what Nicole James or whoever said. But it's true that if there is a legal settlement, it has to be disclosed to state medical boards. It can't be something that's just like you sign an NDA, not with medicine. And Heather wow. points this out on the show and Jen is like, yeah, like there's nothing that's not known. The state medical board has to know all, all about it. So it's not like, oh, Nicole signed an NDA and she couldn't talk about her botched boob job and how much money she settled for. Wow. Yeah. So, and that's what people are saying. People are saying that. And again, I get that you, if you don't like Heather, don't like her for her. Like, can we not? Can you not? Can we not like people for what we've seen, or even if we get feelings about them, but like these things that Noella is saying, it's like, girl, you're wondering why he served you paperwork from a district in in Puerto Rico. Cause you lived there. I know someone who stayed at your house for like a month with you. Like you were living. That was Can you spill a little tea about (laughs) what Bronwyn thinks about Noella in life and also on the show? Well, and actually, I heard so 
I bit a bullet for my Patreon listeners. I have before, and I've listened to two teas in a pod. Teddy's voice does something to me that I cannot even explain. I actually feel <laughs> sorry for her. And I'm like, oh, this is why people don't like you. Now I feel sorry for you because you just breathing irritates me. But Tamara's pretty good. But Bronwyn uh, took over Teddy's place one day because Teddy uh, was away. And she was very kind. She talked about how she brought Noel. No, no they looked at Noella before uh, the show. Right. But it was like, oh, okay, not, we're not going to go with her. She said she got the call that Noella was picked up and she wasn't. So she freaked out whatever, whatever. And then she said, I reached out to my friend and she didn't answer. So I left her a message congratulating her. She said, and I was trying to call her and it was weird. She said, because we talked every day when she, after Bronwyn's last reunion, when she thought she had said that stuff, when people were telling her, she said all this stuff to Shannon's daughter. And she was like, if I did, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. She said, I literally had a meltdown and was like, this is what alcohol has driven me to do like offer drugs to a minor, which later Shannon came out and said on social media, because I saw it that Bronwyn didn't, but she said she was so depressed. She said, Noella and James literally picked me up, carried me onto their plane, flew me and Sean to Puerto Rico where they stayed for a month for a month. Also, how can she just get up and go stay for a month? She has seven kids. Did they I all think, come too? What the fuck? I, I don't understand Bronwyn's life. Like, I well, do I will say, not understand I it. Her, I talked to her about the, the kid thing, and I get exactly what she's saying. She said her and Sean. So when she's in New York trying to, like working, Sean has the kids. And then she comes home, and he goes out to work. And she said she has the People see her on social media and think that's 30 days out of the month. It's not. She said it could be like a week out of the month this month a week and a half the next month. They don't realize I'm the one with the kids, but because, and I agree with her on this because she's a woman. People say, why aren't you with your kids? Well, they have a father too, because people used to do that to me with Corey. And I'm like, no, don't, 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 don't try that. So I get what she says about that. I hate when people do that. They immediately look at the mom and say, why aren't you with your kids? Cause they're with their father. Do they have like a custody arrangement or something? Okay. Is it like a legal custody arrangement? They don't have a a custody, not because they're not divorced. So they have an arrangement amongst themselves. Like these are the dates that I'll be in New York to do X, Y, and Z. And he says, okay, I'll be here. And then the days that he's got to go out of town or like she said, when he's like, oh, they just need so much and you're not here and it's hard for me. She cuts her trip early and comes home because she's she's been in talks to do some things. So she's been going back and forth for meetings. I mean, so it's not like I don't know how someone's single parents, seven children, and I know some of them are older, but they like, have nanny. Mm-hmm. that is hard they have stuff. One, two, three, four of them are like one is in her 20s. But four of them are above the age of seven or above the age of 16. Okay. So, because the, the, the son, her two daughters, Bella, uh, oh, I forget the other one's name. And then she has the little one. But Hazel. I mean, I'm not, I don't know their names and I'm never going to remember. But has Bronwyn told you anything about Noella? Yeah. She said that uh, she misses her friend. 
and she misses. And I'm saying this, some of the stuff she said on the show and it coincides with what she told me, but she said to me personally that she misses her friend and that she was really upset with Noella, not because she got the show because she had been calling and trying to talk to Noella. And then all of a sudden, Sean gets a call from Noella and says, Hey, I heard that Bronwyn's been talking about me, so I need to take a break from her a bit. Maybe we can come back together in a couple months, i.e. when the show is done filming. So Noella, she had not heard hide nor hair from Noella, had told their friends, you know, oh, I heard that Bronwyn was talking about me. And then after the show's done wrapping, she's reached out to Bronwyn just to say, hey, well, Bronwyn's also one of those people that gives me like the back of my neck hairs like stand up. So <laughs> and, and I will say, I guess Cam- Cameron and Bronwyn are really good friends now, uh, too. So Tamron has Tamron. Tamron has talked about the things that she has heard as far as Noella. And I know another person that knows her. And the, so the things that they've said publicly and what not just Bronwyn, because I, I said yeah. that on my podcast before. I want I mean, you to know it ain't just Bronwyn. The but, two uh, people that I know that know Noella in real life, both of them have said that Noella has shown them videotape of Noella having sex. And they're like, why are you showing me this? Like, this is a weird thing to show, which. And Bronwyn has said that, that she is that like that part is true. She yes, is very, very sexual, but, sexual whole... but she does it in a way that's like very inappropriate yeah. with especially like new people that you don't know. And this isn't necessarily something that anyone wants to see, but yet you're pushing it on them. And it's like you're trying to create some sort of level of intimacy that doesn't naturally exist. You're trying and to, and by intimacy, I just mean like, like closeness. closeness. Yeah. Yeah. And she said that, uh, like she said, Noella took care of me when I was going through what I was going with the alcohol and all of that. Mm-hmm. She also said, cause I straight up asked her, I said, I don't want to be one of those people that looks at a biracial woman and says, now, wait a minute, you were light skinned all through your life. Now all of a sudden you're on TV and you're black. I said, I don't want to do that because I know for some, for, for biracial people that I've, I've seen this conversation, it doesn't always feel good to them. And it's not always the case. They're not always using it. But I asked her about Noella and she said she was living her life as close to a white woman as possible. And when she got the show, now, do I appreciate her wearing black designers and having to tell far back? Absolutely. I don't appreciate if the, I'm a bisexual, biracial woman living in Orange County, and then what the, the things that she told, that uh, she said her dad shared with her about being black, like maybe all that is true. But I asked her, how did she live before? Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of talk of being black before? And Bronwyn said, well, no, there wasn't. But maybe it's not something she shared with Bronwyn because it's not something that Bronwyn can relate to. Um, I think, well, Bronwyn goes to marches. She talks a lot about... Uh, no, I- I know, but that was only as of 2020, you know, like I don't share a lot about my Jewish faith with Bronwyn. It wasn't all as of 2020. I've seen, I've seen the pictures of her at marches when she was younger. So it's not just all about uh, 2020. And I know that people don't like Bronwyn, but I will say this. She's one of the few housewives pre 2020. And I will tell you Kiki uh, from, oh my gosh, talk of shame, talk of shame. 
when we were doing Bronwyn's takeover on her account, she actually knows somebody that went to high school with Bronwyn. And she said, hey, I just want to reach out because, you know, Bronwyn can be a little crazy. And is she just doing this because? And the girl said, Bronwyn can be crazy. She is crazy. But this, she's always been like this. Her mom, her and her mom would go to marches. So she's always been into activism. Social justice. Yeah, social justice. So I would so she said that made me feel better knowing that it was true about Brahman. So I will put her over a lot of these housewives because she actually listens and tries. It may not always, but she tries to walk the walk. So I appreciate that about her. But I believe that about Noella. That's the feeling I got. When that's interesting, I the locks in her, when I saw the locks in her hair, it's the feeling I got. I was like, oh, this is a look. <laughs> but I'm not going to say she can't wear it. She's black. You know, yeah. but to me, I was like, if I had saw Noella pre-show, pre her being a little bit darker, I would have thought Noella was Spanish. I would have never pegged her for black. And I feel like I'm somebody who can, I don't care how your tone, I can kind of spot like, oh, I would have never thought she was black. But I just think that in this show, Noella has used certain cards to gain sympathy. She's calculated. She's calculated. Yeah, she's for calculated. Sure. And, 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 but again, the, it speaks to she didn't talk to Brown for the whole season. And now she said she's reached out to her, said hello. But she did say I'm open to having a conversation because at the end of the day, I miss the Noella that I knew. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't even like bashing her to me. I was just asking her like, Hey, what's the deal? This is what I think. Yeah. What is yeah. the deal with her? And she said a lot of the, div- her being hit with a divorce and thinking that everything was okay. Money wise, certain things she had just found out, but there were certain things that she, that knew. she knew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before you go, because I know you do have to run off, I do want to chat Summer House briefly. Oh, Summer House. I missed the last episode. Was it Kyle and Amanda's wedding? No, that hasn't happened yet. So somebody was, oh, I just listened to them on um, uh, Melissa Gorga's podcast. And she was like, so in the episode, um, you're getting married. You got married. I'm like, nobody said I so okay. it was okay. the one that it starts out with Kyle freaking out and then Carl and Lindsay yes, and Danielle yes, yes. calming him down. And that was so special, I felt like, because you could see this like real friendship. And it yes. did make me – this is my my take and let me know what you think. Okay. I feel like Amanda is not supportive of Kyle in the legal stuff that he's battling, she must know she's part of Loverboy and she's his partner, that there are these lawsuits that he's probably not comfortable or not able to bring up as much on camera. And that's what's causing a lot of the the his, you know, outbursts and stuff like that, not excusing how he's treating people. Right, but I feel but- like Amanda doesn't want to be Kyle's mom, but Kyle doesn't want to be Amanda's dad. And Amanda's dad has to like explain everything to her and walk her through things. And I think he's just exhausted by having to like, she's not necessarily like a full functioning adult. Just the fact that she doesn't know where her money is and why should I sign a prenup and all of that. It was just, I feel like that's the core of their problems. I'm not saying who's like right or wrong. I think they're right right and both wrong, but I feel like she's like, Oh, I feel like I'm your mom telling you to grow up. But in certain ways, Amanda hasn't grown up. Yeah. 
I wonder, is it her, part of me at first wondered, is she trying to play this role? When her money talk was concerned, I felt like, you know, a little bit more than what you're saying. I don't know. I just, when I was listening to the interview with her and all the jobs that she's had and where she's worked and like in the marketing and, and like, I was like, she's not dumb. She's no, no dummy. And I know money is different, but I just, I, I feel like she's okay with playing the back role and letting someone handle it. Because if she handled it, she'd have to face being a real adult. So like with Kyle, as long as I turn my head, like, I don't know about these lawsuits or I don't know what's going on. I don't really have to face it. And I think that's the problem. She doesn't want to have to face it because then you have to face, oh, you want to have kids, but they cost money. That, like she'd have to like it would be a real. I boom. think she knows how to manage like her own checking account, but I don't think she knows where all the money is that her family has that is set aside for her. Which it sounds like there is some money there. She said Grandpa's trust, and you know, you and know you have a portfolio. I think if she yeah. wanted to know, she could. But because it's- I don't want to have to do it. I'm not I'm going to choose not to do it and just let my dad do it. It all seems like her mom is the same way, though. Her mom doesn't know all that stuff. And her father takes care of her mom like, oh, she cooks, she cleans like that's their division of labor. I don't necessarily think that Kyle wants that same relationship. And I don't know if they've like it almost feels like they haven't had conversations about how to be partners to one another and how to divide labor in a shared home. And, you know, I do think Kyle should be a little bit, you know, he should be able to explain, hey, this is why a prenup is good for both of us. Like he shouldn't just assume that she she knows that. But it's weird to me that I think sometimes like Paige and them get in her ear. A little yeah, too much. And, and I think she's, I honestly think deep down she's more mature than they are. Oh, but totally. they're her friends. So it's like, but do you think, let me ask you this, do you think a part of it could be out of resentment? Because remember, she loved her other job and he pushed and he pushed for her to quit and work for him. So do you think whether she knows it or not, some of her actions and being like, what are out of resentment because she really didn't want to take the job or maybe not resentment but like I left something to join lover boy so I should get something out of it and I think what she's not getting not supporting him like do you feel like she thinks I am supporting you because I left something I love yes to come help your company yes so now I'm not there's so many layers of that relationship um that need to be dealt with now final question Craig said that Carl and Lindsay are fake, like in a fake relationship. What do you think of that? I believed it. I really? It. And I had Jamie Stein on recently. That episode just came out today. You know, he's an intuitive. So when he said he dropped in, he felt it was real. And I said, okay, well, I'll listen. I'll say from my core, I never believed it at all. So you think they're they don't, not they, really they together? I feel like if they are, it's out of, we're both at the place where we're ready. And since we know each other, let's try it. He's sober. He wants to be in a relationship. Lindsay is clearly different, you know, in, in her thinking and um, in, in relationships. So we're both, we're at the right place at the right time in our lives. So let's try to make this work. And 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 maybe they're nervous to be like, 
shouting it from the rooftops and how they were before, but I mean, how Lindsay was, especially before. But I, there's just something that I'm missing and I just don't believe it. Maybe when we see the reunion, I want to drop yes. in and see what you see. Cause I feel yeah. a little bit similarly about Craig and Paige. Like I know she's giddy about him, but they seem to be sort of in it because it's, it's good for both of them business wise right? Like people are bought into both of their shows, to both of their products, to them as a couple. She's with a reality right. star. You know, it like it makes sense. And that is a reason Bravo to be with Tom someone King. in a way. Yeah. You know, so I don't know how it's that different with Carl and Lindsay, if they made that would, calculation. See, and I, I would think if I had to bet money, if Carl's and Lindsay's wasn't real, I wouldn't think it was calculated. I would, I would think again, we know each other. We're at the moment in our lives where we want to be together. Almost like, not that they made the agreement. If you're free, if you're single and I'm single, and but we're that both doesn't mean it's not people, real. I know. Almost going into it, like I guess for me, like when I got together with Corey, we didn't go into it like we're both single, um, we're both mature and ready. Let's be in a relationship. It was I'm attracted to you. We talk on the phone. We get to, it, it just it just was very different than Carl. And like even when you go from friendship into a relationship, to me, it almost feels like an arrangement. And one day maybe they'll really fall deeply in love. But right now they're deeply in like. I just I just don't I don't know. I can't even say I don't get sparks. I just don't get anything from them. I really truly don't. Interesting. And it's funny because I messaged Cara Berry. Because she's the first person I heard say it. And I was like, I feel safe saying this with you. I don't believe it either. Interesting. Now I'm, I'm now I want to know. And look, you know, I met Carl last week. Yes, he was in yes. DC and he just seemed a very like a very kind person. Like I very kind. Um, and I don't know when, you know, she was the first person he went to to talk yes. to after his brother died. Like I think he views Lindsay as like one of the closest people. And I think he's been afraid to enter a relationship with her because when he, you know, a few years ago, it didn't work out so well. Right. And then he's also <laughs> like, oh, I should also not be in a relationship because I need to get to a year of sobriety. Right. And I think, and you know, she goes all in and she's a little crazy, but I think he's always loved her. Okay. Okay. I feel like that I could- see it on his end. Okay, that could be okay. When when I think about how he went directly to her when his brother died, and how she reacted, like they are very close. Their families. It was also when his parents, when his mom and stepdad were like, "When are you going to move upstairs?" Like they know that there is like something there. Like that's where I get it from more than watching the their interactions. Because I think the okay, interactions so are sense. awkward because well, they yeah. I don't think they've actually been together yet at this point when we're watching them on Summer House. And it, it looks weird and maybe well, was, there's stuff going on behind the scenes. Okay. And okay. they're like, okay, well, I'm going to write a letter. You know, like, I don't know. It yeah. just feels like not as authentic. But I feel like once we see them on the reunion, it'll be, I don't okay. know. I'll say because I was going off of watching them together on the Watch What Happens Live when it finally came out and they were on as a couple together and da da da. da. I was just like, hmm. He seemed but, nervous. Okay. 
And she and see, that's what, maybe it was nervousness. Oh, I, I think he is really awkward now that he's sober because he's unsure of how to behave. Oh, that's he's true. a completely different person than what we got to know him as, you know, that's true. completely. And then when he watched him on that date with Mackenzie and he's like, yes. he's so awkward because he's like not sure how to he used to lead with cockiness and that's not who he really is, but that's what he led with. And okay. so everything that he has done now that he is sober feels weird because right. we've only known him as this other kind of person. Okay. All right. Well, we're, that's okay. how I feel. But I don't know about her. I can't like read her actions, but I okay. feel like he feels authentic as a human being. Between you and Jamie, I'm going to take these thoughts under advisement. No, I'm not saying that, like, they're not capitalizing on it. I oh, can yeah. imagine her being like, hey, give me your phone. We're going to post this. This is when we're going to oh, come I, out. I would this, definitely do that. That, yeah. I think yeah. that's – she's also a PR person, and so I think yeah. she's trying to manage it in that way. I, I would so definitely do that if I was there. I'm like, we're in love and we can get paid for it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I want them to dethrone – listen, I want their love to be real so they can dethrone Craig and Paige. I just – I think also Danielle said they're the real deal on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, okay. Okay. But I get I get where some people are coming from. Any I, final thoughts before we wrap? No, I'm just um looking forward to my girls. I will I don't care. Like on even Atlanta. Seasons, yes. Even the seasons people said that Atlanta was bad. I loved it. I love every single thing about Atlanta. Because at the end of the day, these women and their antics and some of their personalities, not to like the degree of when people say every housewife has a little level of narcissism, like what Andy, you know, when oh, Andy yeah. said, not to that degree, but just the way they are and how funny they are and snappy. And some of the things they say remind me of people in my immediate circle, you know, people that look like me. And I, I can always count on Atlanta to give me a laugh and a look. And I love them. The only time I've ever watched Housewives and felt like I relate to anyone in any way is walk, watching Jackie and Evan. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't yeah, know means- what it is about like their kids or their the, the fact that she's like showing her Jewishness on the show. Yes. Maybe that's it. But like, no, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a little bit of Kyle and Mauricio with like Portia and talking about the bat mitzvah. Oh, I don't know. yeah. Oh, not to go back to Carl and Lindsay, but to go back to Craig. I think he's salty that he got a bad edit and he keeps oh. talking because he was also shit talking production when he came out and said that they were fake. Carl and Lindsay were fake. But that's like, okay. he didn't like how he was portrayed. I, from the moment I watched Southern Charm, I, I didn't like Craig. I, I wanted him to clear his throat and I thought he was sounding nasally and, and whiny. <laughs> I did not even in his heyday. I, I just didn't. view him as this like kind of like goofy conspiracy theorist who's never had to have accountability for anything. Nope. And who, as he said, so as he so plainly put it, had the same political views as Thomas Ravenel. So, yeah, with Atlanta, I will say, you know how quick they are and they can come back with a comeback and, and snap. That's my entire family. My grandmother was one of the quickest. My mom is that way. And it's funny because my friends will say, oh, my God, that's my father-in-law used to be like, how did you think of that off the top of your head? So when the Atlanta woman just 
they're the way they're vibrant and their energy gorgeous and they're and I can watch them and say oh that lipstick color will look good on me oh I can try that outfit because they have hips and butt and curves and this and oh their noses aren't like like little no you know what I'm saying like do any of them have nose jobs I know Portia did because of her uh, she said she had the tip of her nose turned up but she didn't get it the whole thing. Then, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, we know Nini did, but, um, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. They have had it because I but, feel like every other housewife has had a nose job. Had a nose job. <laughs> right. Right. And I love how they eat. Yes. They actually eat. And Candy's not ashamed to say, I'm hungry. Although, I want some. They eat on Jersey, too. Yeah. I was going to say they do eat on Jersey. They eat on Jersey. But I just love the Atlanta women. I just. If there was any, if someone told me you have to do a round table interview type style or spend a day with any of the, any cast of housewives, who would it be? Hands down Atlanta first. Potomac may be a close mm, second. I, I would do Potomac. Would oh, yeah. I don't know I, if it would um, end well, um, but with, because I would have some questions. Um, I just want to be around Karen and Giselle and watch it and be a fly on the wall. i want i want karen to take me to surrey county oh my god that's funny can you i can see that too i would love Uh, it 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 would be atlanta for me and now that i'm going to be down there like i told Corey, what's funny is we couldn't decide if we were going to move to california or georgia and now we're gonna we have a child in college in california and we're gonna have a child in college in georgia hour and 45 minute flight from took us an hour and 45 minutes to get there like you can't beat that. So I told Corey I would fly there for lunch and come back. So I'm ex- I'm excited now too that I'll be there even more now with my child there. And you so went I there's to... something about Atlanta that's invigorating to me. I love it. I'm really excited. And I feel like it's getting a new kind of breath of life into it. It feels old school. There's something yes. about it that still feels old school, Mandy. And I don't know what it is. I'm waiting for the breath of life to come back into OC. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. It came back to Beverly Hills when they got Garcelle and Sutton that season. And then it's it's back. Like, it was bad for a while. And, you know, Atlanta was never bad, but now it feels, like, fresh. There's something fresh about it. I'm very excited. People are getting tired of recycled storylines with the same people. Kenya, Portia. Kenya, Portia. It was like, yeah, I I hope. I think OC – Okay, last thing I'll say because I oh god I do have to go but uh, I want them to rebuild around Shannon and Heather. Me too. Heather said that you know when she first met Shannon she really liked Shannon, and I think what she wanted to say was she's in my class because Shannon grew up. She said Shannon had more money than than when they but Shannon knows about manners and class and this and and, and Shannon can be kind. Shannon can have Heather's ways. She's just like a little bit. So I want them to rebuild around those two ladies. I start charities, Megan. <laughs> yes. That, yes. I want that, Shannon. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And I want them to rebuild around those two. And I think we could have something. I think so too. I don't think Vicky needs to come back. If she did, I wouldn't care, but I don't think she needs to. I think Tamara does. I was just going to say because, and her not getting along with Shannon. Mm. Okay. I think it'll be so good to have her come back. I feel like Emily and Gina can go. 
Me too. I, I've been felt that they, they just, uh, they're just, uh, I don't want to watch a housewife glow up like that. No, I no. think it's been fine, but they're not bringing, they're always such a package deal, like almost separate from everyone else. It's like, they're not part of the cat. I don't know They they don't That's do well in an ensemble. And also Gina, people are like, Oh, Gina's the villain this season. I'm like, remember when Gina dumped Emily cause the cool girls liked her. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. So it's like, I always felt like, I don't know. I just feel like I want my housewives to be of a certain caliber. I'm not necessarily talking about money, but the attitude of money. And like, Mm -hmm. I know, yeah, everything I'm going through, I know that I belong here. And I just didn't get that from Gina, nor did I get that from Emily. I need that from my housewives. Heather Dubrow, I love her pretentiousness. Love it all. I've learned a lot of things from her about packing for a trip, how to run a house party. <laughs> I love everything about her pretentiousness. So, all right, I better go. I love y'all too, the listeners. And I love you and is this real life? Uh, tell everyone where they can listen to you and where they can oh. find you on social media. Guys, at WeGo, W-E-I-G-O podcast on Instagram and now Elon Musk's Twitter and my podcast. <laughs> they used to call it Beyonce's internet. That's changing. And you can find me. Uh, what else is going on on the podcast? I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.